Dear postgrad Jennifer, feel those feels and take those big, bold moves. Don't let yourself hold yourself back and really just remember that what is going to happen is what's supposed to happen and you will get through any of that. So take those steps that you need. Postgrads, it's your host today, Alyssa, one of your Getting Grounded collaborators. Today, we have Jennifer Kahn, who is currently a life coach who specializes in life transitions for adults in their early career phase. And she also just recently graduated with her master's in social organizational psychology from Columbia. So, congrats to her. Hey, Jen. Hey, Alyssa, and thank you for having me. Thanks for the awesome intro. Of course. And oh, also to add, her pronouns are she, her, and my pronouns are she, her as well. So before we dive into our conversation, we'll just start with a little grounding practice. So if you're listening with us, if it's safe for you to do so, uh, go ahead and find a comfortable position to sit, relax your shoulders, and just close your eyes. And we're gonna start with a deep inhale in, filling up our belly, our chest, all the way to the top, and just letting an audible sigh out. <sighs> just letting the day go so far. We're gonna do a couple more of those deep inhale in. Really filling up, rising at the top, and exhaling. <sighs> Go ahead and keep doing this deep inhale and deep exhale. I'm just going to lead us through a little visualization. So as you inhale and as you exhale, just imagine a gentle waterfall, maybe a gentle shower, uh, just raining down the top of your head. You feel the water slowly drip from the crown of your head down your shoulders, down your arms, and as it goes down all the way to the floor, just carrying with it uh, any, anything you'd like to let go of. <sighs> and once it gets to the floor, just imagine there's a drain on the floor, just whisking away all that you're letting go of. allow your body to relax, allow the water to again take away anything you'd like to let go of. Let's take two more breaths. And big exhale. One more breath here, making it your biggest one yet. 
Really filling yourself up all the way to the top and exhaling. When you feel ready, just go ahead and flutter open your eyes, coming back to this space. So I hope that was a chance for us to let go of the day so far, let go of maybe any jitters I know that I was feeling. <laughs> and oh, yeah. be here together. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so, I am here. I feel good. Thank you for that. <laughs> Glad to have you here, Jen. So I guess that your one word check-in, what would that be right now? One word of how you're feeling. I mean, lack of, I think, just fun words. I feel excited. I'm yeah. very excited for this. Awesome. I think I'm also very excited, <laughs> trying to contain the excitement. And <laughs> um, what's something that you want to acknowledge from this past week? Ooh, um, let's see. This past week, I finished my last class and final of grad Ooh. school. <laughs> so I definitely want to acknowledge myself for completing that and like pushing to the end even during all of this crazy time that we're experiencing right now. I know how wild to graduate, you know, in the midst of a pandemic. Uh, probably not how you thought it was going to play out. Still, it's a really, really amazing accomplishment. Um, just to share for me, something I want to acknowledge from this past mm-hmm. week, um, I tried yin yoga for the first time. And if anyone knows what that is, basically it's you're holding poses, yoga poses for like two to five minutes. And you're like, oh, that's easy. Just chill out in a pose. No, it's very confronting. <laughs> so that it's was very hard. It is very hard. Right. Yeah. Being still is uh, such, such a skill. <laughs> and The next question is, what do you want to celebrate uh, from this past week, Jen? So I kicked off my launch. I I launched my life coaching practice um, officially on social media. Um, Yeah, I really want to just celebrate myself for letting myself really put myself out there in this world of social media. Weird place to be. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I feel like it's a whole other thing to put it on social media. Like you just kind of feel vulnerable. It's like, oh, now it's out there for everyone to see. (laughs) I'd like to share for me something I like to celebrate uh, this week is, you know, the start of creating our Dear Postgrad podcast. And this is my first official interview with you. So I'm really honored uh, to share this experience together. I guess let's dive in. I'm so excited to be here with you. Okay, so, um, you know, of course, I had to go on your website and read every single page and word on there. (laughs) And, you know, I think what stood out to me immediately on the Get to Know You page is you talk about how you were born in Vancouver raised in the Midwest, cultured in San Diego, and now you're dwelling in NYC. So I'm really curious how those different environments and probably cultures, right, uh, you grew up in informed who you are today and what you're currently creating, especially as, you know, a life coach. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, thank you for coming through that. I hope um, you know, if you've got any edits, send them my way. <laughs> but um, to get to that, yeah, um, I think that really just growing up in these different environments, 
I think at the time was incredibly confusing. And so um, in these last few years in my adult life, I've really come into learning more about my identity and how those experiences kind of inform who I am today. So, you know, having been born outside of the U.S., um, I only lived in Vancouver when I was a baby. I really don't even remember it, but that experience in itself carried over because I, I didn't become a U.S. citizen until I was like 17. And so because of that, I've never really thought to pay attention to politics or um, what's going on in the country like when I was younger because mm -hmm. I just didn't think that I had the opportunity to vote or do anything about it. And so, um, you know, my parents would always just say like, oh, you know, don't get involved. Just like kind of just Asian immigrant mindset of, um, you know, don't make waves, right? Yeah. Um, and so that's been something recently that I've really started to realize that like, hey, I think I want to make waves. Um, and having grown up in the Midwest, um, that was really informative in the sense that, you know, growing up in really predominantly white communities had really just taught me what it really meant to be an other um, I remember when I was younger that I just thought life would be so much easier if I was just white. Like, why couldn't I be born that way? Um, you know, like, woe is me. But I was so ashamed of my Asian heritage and my Chinese background. And um, I always wanted my dad to make spaghetti and like pot roast <laughs> at home. And just what I thought was more normal. So um, kind of looking back on that now, I've been really working through some of the meanings of like, how do I forgive myself? Um, like, how do I forgive my younger self for being ashamed and um, taking it into my adult life now to be the proud Chinese American that I am? And uh, yeah, I think like when we moved to San Diego, I really became a West Coaster and <laughs> love the beach. I, I feel like I have a really watery soul. I'm a Pisces. So um, I've got those, you know, water affiliations and I really like being um, close to the ocean. Um, and I went to college here at UC San Diego. And I think that's where really where I started learning who I was and what kind of person I wanted to show up as, and I really attribute to um, attribute that to all my Asian American friends that I made there, and um, seeing people who grew up with similar, obviously not exact same, but similar experiences and mindsets um, has really taught me that I wasn't alone in growing up with some of those thoughts, mm. and um, now that you know, I've like moved myself out to New York City. I'm like really rapidly moving and trying to push myself forward and like really, I think, uh, diving deeper into some of that personal work that um, was always kind of there. But now I actually understand and I'm ready for it and have kind of accessed some of those um, deeper things that I was maybe suppressing before. <laughs> mm. 
Yeah, I mean, there is so, so many powerful things that you just said. And, you know, I can't wait to dive deeper into that. You know, what you said about, I think everybody can sort of relate to that feeling of why can't I just be someone else? Like, you know, like, wouldn't it be easier if I was just, you know, a different way or, you know, even a different like skin color or ethnicity and how can we as adults, you know, as you said, forgive kind of that shame that we had as kids about who we are and really embrace that, you know, we are who we are and, you know, we can't change how we, uh, you know, came into this world looking like or in a circumstances, but like, how do we move forward from that? Um, And it was cool to hear your experience of, you know, feeling seen, like finding those people who have your shared experiences and, you know, of course, yeah, invite different perspectives in your lives. But I think if you never had that experience of, oh, wow, you know, this person gets so much of what I've been through and it's just kind of something beyond words at times, you know, I guess like our our human (laughs) tribalness. But going back to, you know, it sounds yeah. kind of the start of your um, opening maybe uh, at UC San Diego. So how was college like for you and what did you study there and kind of what was that next step after graduating from UCSD? Yeah, I loved college. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed my time there. I made some of my best friends there. And I always look back and I say, you know, the friendships that I made in college were, are so unique and some of the most deeply rooted friendships that I think I'll ever have. Um, But yeah, I mean, when I was in high school, I was like really shy, really quiet, just took my AP classes and I played tennis and that was it. I did nothing else. And when I got to college, I was like, well, I guess this is what they all say, you know, you just like reinvent yourself. But um, because of the people I met, I felt really comfortable. I got into student government. Um, I was like a orientation coordinator for freshmen and transfers. Um, I was in a sorority. <laughs> um, I did um, an organization called Alternative Breaks, which um, allowed me to go somewhere for spring break to um, kind of advocate and work for a social justice issue. So Uh, yeah, I had really, really amazing experiences in college and I absolutely enjoyed those four years and would not change anything about it looking back. Um, I mean, there were some struggles, you know, I like changed my major like so many times and um, went through some heartbreaks, went through some, you know, friendship conflicts. But um, yeah, I think it was just, it was a very formative experience, but I loved it. Yeah. It sounded like you were really involved with college and kind of um, really dove in to get, (laughs) you know, as much as you could out of um, those years, which is really amazing. And it sounds like you were in a lot of leadership Mm -hmm. positions too. And and so, you know, coming up on that fourth year college or about to graduate, how did you feel knowing that you're kind of going to leave all that behind? I did not know. 
I was going to leave it all behind. Um, I look back to my last year of college and I had a freaking blast. Um, I mean, I think like being in Southern California, you have a lot of access to like music and um, Vegas oh, yeah, and definitely. all these things. And so, <laughs> um, so yeah, my last year of college, I really went all out. And I had so much fun with my friends and um, really just enjoyed it. And I had no idea that walking into the real world was going to be such a shock to me. Um, And when I graduated, I remember like on graduation day, I was just like, this is so fun. I can't believe I get to be here with all my friends. Um, And I was just so, so happy. And then it felt like the next day, things were suddenly just like different. Um, And yeah, I think that looking back on my fourth year, I had no idea what I was about to walk into. I had no idea I was leaving it behind. (laughs) So how did sort of those next years after college unfold for you? So looking back, I think to let's call it like the three years after college ended. Um, so I graduated UCSC in 2015 and went back to grad school in 2018. And so those three years for me were incredibly confusing. And the way I like to describe it is you know, for those of you that went to UCSC that might be listening to this, you know, you walk down Library Walk, which is just like our, I don't know, main campus areas. Um, You walk down these areas and you're constantly saying hi to your friends and like seeing people that you recognize. And then suddenly you kind of flip to a situation where you're only seeing the same few coworkers every single day. Um, A lot of your friends have left, um, the city that you went to school in. And for me, being from San Diego, I stayed here after I graduated. But most of my best friends either moved back home or to different cities. And so I think those last, you know, those three years between uh, undergrad and grad school, I felt very alone, very confused. Um, You know, you climb this ladder in college where you're on, in your last year, you take up all these leadership positions and have had all these experiences. And then you kind of get kicked back to the bottom when you graduate and you're in these entry-level roles where people um, don't think you can do a whole ton or you haven't had any experience. So you actually can't speak to any like work experiences that you've had. So it was really confusing for me. And at the same time, I was like dealing with a lot of health issues that had come up that kind of occurred like two months after I graduated undergrad. And um, it was just like a string of things. And it almost felt to me like my body had betrayed me. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was just like, school's over. Now you can deal with like all these emotional, physical things that are coming up for you. And, um, you know, childhood's over and now you're an adult. And it just was like so quick and so fast. And 
it was overwhelming. <laughs> I was very confused. Yeah, yeah, almost like being blindsided a little bit because in your senior year, you're like trying to be, you know, present to all that's going on, all the hard work, you know, you've done mm-hmm. up to that point, but also you are kind of caught in the middle because now you know that you the future is kind of uncertain, right? Like what's the next step after I've graduated, Mm -hmm. kind of leaving that whole structure. And so what do you think kind of helped you through that time, especially those three years um, right after college? Because it sounds like there's a lot of challenges, both physically, emotionally, and mentally that you were going through at that time. I think at the time I was really searching for connection, really looking for community and um, love. And uh, (laughs) um, I was just like really craving that. And so at the time I was really searching for those things and wasn't really finding them. Um, And at work, I... I don't know. I think I felt really entitled at the time to certain things in the workplace that looking back, I'm almost just like, why did I think that? Like, why did I think that? Right. Um, so I almost want to tell you that I don't know what helped me at the time. And I wish I could go back and tell myself what I know now and say that, you know, things will get better. And like, at the time I was like searching for all sorts of things, you know, I was going on trips every single weekend. Um, there was one year where I went, I, I tried to take some type of trip and go out of town every single month. And how exhausting is that? You know, and like, it sounds like a lot of fun, but when you're planning these trips constantly and like leaving home, like how exhausting is that? And not giving yourself time to kind of just breathe and take care of yourself and find meaning in the work that you are doing, I was constantly trying to run away. Mm. So yeah, I think like to answer your question, like I'm not really sure at the time what helped me. I think I just was like constantly looking and searching and um, landed in applying for grad school. Um, I wanted to apply one year and then I was like, I don't really know if this thing is for me. I think I could be wrong. And so I let it go. And then the next year, you know, application times came around again and I still wanted it. And so that really told me that, okay, well, there's still some consistency in the, um, you know, achievement that I want to get and, um, the goals I have for myself. So, you know, not to ignore that, but to actually go for it. So yeah, I think, as time kind of progressed, I started just like allowing my intuition to guide me a little bit more, um, being really thankful for the community and the friendships that I had. Um, I really do have a solid group of people to lean on to. And at the time they were so great and, um, just, definitely what I needed and still some of the most important people in my life today. So yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. (laughs) I mean, it just speaks to, you know, the truth of life is there's not always an Mm -hmm. answer, but I mean, looking Mm -hmm. at where you are now, you know, now you're graduated with a master's in social organizational psychology. I mean, I'm sure if you 
traveled back in time and visited the you back then and told her like, hey, this is what I'm up to. Like, do you feel like she would believe you or be like, what? That's me? (laughs) I think she would think that that was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think that the me, even just two years ago, was just like so confused, a little bit lost, um, really unsure and lacking some confidence. Um, And so if I went back and told her like, hey, you're going to graduate and you're going to open this business for yourself, you'll have a full-time like nine to five job also lined up. Like, don't even worry about it. you got this. I think I would have just been like, okay, I mean, I'm responsible so I can see how, you know, some of these things happened, but starting a business, like staying in New York city, like, no, that's crazy. You know, that's, that's insane. So yeah. Yeah. And so you shared with me before that in at UCSD in undergrad, you studied econ, right? And now how I'm interested to explore kind of how did you discover social organizational psychology, you know, going from an econ major in undergrad to, you know, this completely different, um, you know, area of study, I guess you could say, what was the journey there? I would say I'm the type of person that's always been looking for the thing I love to do. And um, I truly believe that everyone is allowed and should be able to love their every day. So even in undergrad, I was really searching for that. Um, You know, typically I entered school thinking I was going to be pre-med and I changed my major several times in the sciences. Um, But between my freshman and sophomore year, I worked in a lab where I had to um, dissect mice. And the first time I did it, I passed out. (laughs) And so, I mean, mice are small, you know, they weren't rats, they were small mice. (laughs) And so I took that as a really big sign as like, you weren't cut out for this. Like, this isn't the thing that you love. And you physically can't handle it. (laughs) So that was my first, I think, wake up call of like, okay, you know, life isn't, it's not going to be so easy to find the thing that you love doing. Um, And so when I switched into econ, I think I was sharing with, uh, with this to you before. um, But I literally just went down the list of social sciences and found the one degree that would give me a BS instead of a BA. And a lot of that comes from the fact that my whole entire family have their PhDs in the sciences. So I was like, I have to at least graduate with this degree, which looking back, it's like so silly. And so um, I was a management science major and it was so hard and there was so much math and I was so confused all the time. (laughs) And um, really what carried my GPA all of college was my science classes that I had taken um, before switching my major. And so coming out of school, not really understanding a thing I learned, it was like even harder to find a job that I thought I was going to really like. Um, And so 
you know, I think I got really lucky. I talked with um, a friend of mine who was a few years older than me. And she at the time had a connection with the company I worked for, which was in executive search. So I stumbled upon this company really by accident. um, And I learned from there that there is this field and world of human capital that you can go into. And I really love working with people, building relationships, having these types of conversations. Um, And to me at the time, I was like, God, people spend so much time at work. And a lot of people say like, don't let work dictate who you are, what you love, what your life is like. But if you're going to spend at least 40 hours a week in the workplace, then I would hope that you like it. And so I started, (laughs) um, I started just looking into different degrees that would allow me to take what I learned in talent acquisition to a broader sense of how to make people's work days better. And I learned about organizational psychology and that there was an entire field of study that goes into thinking about how people act and make decisions and um, are motivated and inspired in the workplace. So I set out for that. that, That's how I found it. And I set out to basically just in my day-to-day, make other people's day-to-days as great as they could possibly be. And so that's kind of really what inspired me to go into um, getting my master's in this. And I mean, it kind of just started out with me Googling, like, what is work psychology? Like, (laughs) is there something, like, what is human capital? Yeah, those (laughs) baby steps. Yeah, exactly. And it kind of just went from like me being curious to Google. And then I started talking with some people who I knew were in the field. I luckily was in an industry that exposed me to a lot of those types of people. So um, yeah, my grad school transition was highly because of my first work experience that I had. Yeah, that's so amazing. And I feel you know, some of the things you said were, you know, the reason you got this job in the first place was because you were talking with one of your friends and, you know, it really just started because you were honest and vulnerable about the situation you were in at that time, you know, like looking for work, feeling lost. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it can be hard just to even have those conversations, but what a beautiful thing that it resulted in this opportunity um, for Mm -hmm. you. And isn't it crazy to think like three to five years ago, you didn't even know that this whole entire field existed and now you are essentially an expert, right? (laughs) A little bit. Uh, You have a master's like in that whole field. But I mean, reflecting on what you shared of your journey so far, it, you know, it seems like it really does fit you in hearing all of the experiences that you had in college, kind of realizing that no, pre-med is not for me, right? A little bit of that process of elimination. And then also being like, what do I like to do? And, you know, you were on trips for like social justice, you were in leadership. So it was very obvious that, well, looking back now, right? Hindsight 2020, (laughs) that Mm -hmm. um, you love like connecting with people. And I think that's 
you have such a beautiful intention going into this field of how do I just make people's every days a little bit brighter? You know, it's like we all have to work, <laughs> but how can we mm-hmm. make that more an enjoyable and meaningful experience? Um, and I'd like to dive into a little bit deeper now of your life coach business. Um, was that something that you would have pictured yourself starting coming out of post-grad and how, how did this, you know, come to fruition? Yeah, this is not anything I would have ever expected myself to be doing. Um, you know, when I was pre-med, I wanted to be a psychiatrist. So I've always kind of had this interest in, um, how the human brain works and how to help people in that way. Um, You know, like I always told myself like I couldn't be a therapist because I thought that I would internalize too much of other people's experiences and trauma. Um, So that's largely why I didn't go into psychology in undergrad and thought naively that if you went into psychology, that that was the only thing that you could do coming out of school. Well, it's so found you. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And so, (laughs) um, yeah, I would have never pictured myself doing this, but I think because of what I've always wanted to do and the areas that I've always seen myself going into, I suppressed a lot of that before and told myself like, no, I can't go into this. Like, no, this isn't a good idea. Like, why would I want to do this? Um, you know, like I'll just listen to my friends when they have problems and that'll be good enough. Um, and so I think that my decision to go into life coaching is really just myself finally saying yes to what I want. And, um, no longer suppressing myself or, giving myself reasons of excuses of why this is a bad idea. Um, And the thing about life coaching that I think is just really exciting is that you get to help your clients build goals and futures for themselves and create action behind it. Um, And that is, I think, some of the things that... I really wish that I had been able to build the skill set for when I had graduated college. Um, you know, looking back at 23, 24, 25, I was in a place where I was constantly just like looking for external validation, running away physically from where I was at. And, um, that wasn't healthy, you know, and I really wish that I had sought out someone who could help me um, just create goals and help me figure out how to get to them. And the beautiful thing about life coaching is that, you know, there's a really big trust that, you know, that you build there with your client and your coach. And as a coachee, you know, as a client, you really have to believe that like you have it in you and the coach really believes that you have it in you. And so it's a really beautiful co-creation of space to help the client figure out for themselves what their right answer is. 
And it's really empowering. I've experienced it myself. Like I've gone through life coaching and it's changed my mindset so much and given me a new lens in viewing things. Um, It's helped me just access so many of my limiting beliefs and how to reframe some of those mindsets. It's given me so many tools to just say yes to myself. And so I think as a life coach, I really want to bring that experience to others. And um, yeah, it's just really a beautiful thing. And I'm really excited to be doing it. Yeah. Wow. That is so amazing that, you know, you yourself experienced life coaching and realized sort of that transformative power of really just holding space for other people Mm -hmm. and truly wanting to support them and giving them those, you know, straightforward, simple tools, right? I mean, like reframing is essentially the words that you choose, right? And yet it's, it's like, it's life-changing, right? And now you want to share that experience um, with other people. And I think what's so interesting about your practice as a life coach is you especially, um, I want to say attract perhaps <laughs> people or who are in their early stages of uh, career development, aka your postgrads, aka me and all my friends. <laughs> And, you know, how, I guess, you know, you're, you're only a couple of years ahead in terms of age, right? So what was that moment where you were just like, I have value to give, you know, I feel like being a life coach definitely takes a lot of um, strength and confidence. And I'm sure, you know, whatever industry that people end up in, maybe that's, there's a moment of like imposter syndrome, right? Of like, can I do this? And what was like saying yes to yourself like? You know, it was, I think, a really interesting process. Um, I've made some amazing friends in New York City who really inspire me and motivate me. And being around them, I think really, I kind of like soaked some of that in. And so when I brought some of that energy and some of that desire into my own coaching conversations with my coach, I started just thinking, you know, what am I set out here to do? You know, why am I in this master's program? Like, why am I in New York City? Like, why did I decide this for myself? And I stepped into the power very intentionally of saying, Mm. I put myself here. Um, I chose to go get my master's. I chose to choose New York City. And this is what I wanted for myself. And believing that and saying it out loud and actually... I think almost like physically stepping into that um, really allowed me to take this role up powerfully. And I told myself in um, 2020 and like going into graduating my master's that I didn't want to have that experience again where I graduated and I didn't know what was going on and I wasn't happy and I was, I was so confused and looking for external validations. I didn't want that again. So I took it upon myself this time to say like, I'm going to go seek out coaching before I graduate so that I can be best prepared 
mentally Mm -hmm. (laughs) for when I do graduate. And that experience manifested into this, you know, and I didn't know, um, in my first conversation with my coach that this is gonna this was gonna be the thing that came out of it. You know, I went to her saying, like, hey, I'm kind of interested in life coaching as a coach. Like, would you, you know, have any tips? Like, what would you say? And I quickly realized like I can't do this unless I become an experiencer. Right. So yeah, just like I think having that moment of clarity where I was just like, I'm intentionally going to do this. Like my actions, my decisions, the people I surround myself with, the things I say, the things I do, there has to be intention behind it. And once I, you know, made that decision for myself, the things that started building up moving forward really culminated into this practice. Yeah. I mean, it's just like we reach that moment of I'm not going to keep doing the same things and expecting the same results. I mean, you had the opportunity to be a post-grad twice and you're like, well, the first time around wasn't so great. So let's learn from that experience and let's seek support. And I just love that openness and curiosity that you came to life coaching with. Like you definitely didn't dive in being like, oh yeah, I'm going to, this is going to end up with me being a life coach, inside my own business. It was really more so something you did truly and intentionally for yourself. And it just happened to blossom into this new opportunity. Um, and I think that's so inspiring and a lesson for all of us to like learn and to think about um, as we explore what it is that we want in our lives. Uh, especially post-grad. <laughs> yeah. So I would say kind of what have you learned now um, that you would give ed- advice to to your younger self or starting out? I would say let yourself feel. Um, I think looking back, I thought that having a lot of emotions, experiencing a lot of things um, mentally was like a sign of weakness or um, a sign of like, you know, why can't you figure your shit out kind of feeling. Um, And what I really learned recently is just let yourself really embody these things and don't suppress them because the more you can experience it and the more that you can access it, the more clarity you can create on why it's happening and what the root cause of some of these things are. Um, And yeah, I, I think I would tell myself, let yourself feel, let yourself explore, be curious. Um, but Also, more importantly, I think, take bold steps. Mm. Like, don't, you know, like, take bold steps, you know, and um, kind of, like, lean into that fear. Um, I think I was really scared that I wasn't going to amount to anything, that uh, I was just going to be stuck in my, uh, you know, like, same city, same situation for the rest of my life, not really having experienced anything for myself. I think I was really just nervous and scared that, you know, nothing was going to happen with my life. So looking back now, 
I would tell my past self, do something about it, you know, like stop, stop just thinking about it. Um, Stop being worried about those things. You should really just do something about it. And yeah. And I think um, earlier when you were saying being able like, oh, isn't it so crazy to like see how these kinds of things have like been created and manifested? Like it's not so, it wasn't so easy. It wasn't just like, oh, it came to me one day and it just happened (laughs) and now here I am. But it was like constant weekly reflections, daily reflections that allowed me to get here. And when I had first graduated college, I told myself, journaling is stupid. Like I just need to be better. And I didn't do anything. I didn't make any action behind the things I wanted. So yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And I think that's so Mm -hmm. important to hear of, you know, if we want those bold changes, if we want those bold results in our life, we have to take those bold actions in the small ways and in the big ways, as you said. And as we start to wrap up here, I'd love to know what's what's next for you? How are you continuing to grow? Because we both know this journey don't stop. <laughs> it does not stop. Absolutely not. Um, so what's next for me? I mean, um, I am really hoping to continue building my coaching practice. Um, I'm working on a workshop right now on how to ask for support and access abundance and accept abundance. Um, So that's a big fun project I'm working on now. Um, I get to start a nine to five as a talent management specialist at, uh, at a company. And, uh, my personal growth moving forward is to really sustain and continue building this mindset. And um, yeah, I think just continue doing the work that I have been doing in terms of this growth. And those things are still to be uncovered in like what works for me, but to, um, I'm getting really curious about like some other um, exploratory and like coaching and like I recently did breath work and that was pretty shifting. That was really, really profound. So maybe exploring a little bit of that. Um, And, you know, you said that you did yoga for the first time the other day and, you know, it's just like things like this as we continue to find experiences and practices that we can weave into our everyday that I think help bridge the gap between mind, body, soul. Um, So I'm really exploring those things as well too and finding what works for me. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, there's just all kinds of fun and mysterious stuff to try out there and who knows like what deeper layers it'll help us to tap into. Awesome. Yeah. And so what's the best way for people to follow your journey, support you, maybe even tap into that life coaching? Because I know myself, I'm sure other people out there would love to connect with you. 
Yeah. Well, hit me up on Instagram. Um, <laughs> my handle is Jennifer Khan underscore coaching, or you can go onto my website, which is just jenniferkhan.com. Um, but yeah, hit me up. I'd love to even just start conversation with people. Um, if you're curious about life coaching, if you're curious about anything, honestly, um, I'm happy to have a conversation and, uh, yeah, just let me know. And I'm open. I love talking to people. So that's Jennifer, J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R, con, K-A-N.com. And you could also go to at Getting Grounded Community on our post for this podcast. We'll be tagging uh, Jennifer and all the places you can find her as well as on our website too. All right, postgrads, we hope you gained some insight, some inspiration from today's episode with Jennifer Khan. We invite you to turn that inspiration inward with today's challenge. We invite you to journal about looking into your future three years down the road from now and imagine who you are and what your life is like. Write down and imagine what relationships you are surrounded by, where you're living, what your habits are, and what you're doing for work. Get really specific. Describe this thoroughly in your journaling. And once you're done with that, reflect on how you will get to that vision or that abundant future you visualized for yourself. Cultivate an abundance-driven mindset by writing down 10 affirmations every day about yourself and you'll begin to attract everything you need to get to your future. We'd love to hear what you discover as you do today's challenge. Comment on our Instagram at Getting Grounded Community or in this episode's blog post at gettinggroundedcommunity.org. At the end of the day, what matters most are the answers that you create. See you next week.